I think in terms of full disclosure, we also should should point out that we are actually 18.7% owned by Gina Reinhardt. <laughs> um, so, boo mining tax, yay immigrant unpaid workers. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, and she's against, we're against the carbon tax, aren't we? Oh, of course. Fuck the carbon tax. Yeah, and, yep. you know, why should I have to pay tax? If I'm earning billions of dollars... Yeah. No, I should not have to pay my fair no, share. fuck it. Absolutely not. Fuck it. Yep. <clears throat> is that, that was that a cold read? Like, is that that was, that was all we had? That, to do? that was all we had to do. Right. As long as that makes up eighteen point seven percent of our podcast, <laughs> we're sweet. Change my picture. Smack my picture. I said, change my picture. So. Episode seven after a lengthy, a lengthy break. I'd like to say it's a hiatus, but uh, what, do you, what do they use the word hiatus for laziness? I think they do. Yeah, I think okay. they do. Scheduling conflict. Nice. There it is. Nice. There. Just to use the little bit of the the patois yes. the lingo. The yes, lingo we've franco. had some uh, yes, people talking to our other people. I have a little bit of a rant. May Bring not, it on. Well, it may not be a rant. Pearl Jam. Yes. Right. I just watched Pearl Jam twenty. Recently, impressive. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, he's a douche, but it strikes me, and I may not be the only one out there who's this is struck, but I am struck and vexed. I'm terribly vexed. The song Jeremy, right. written about a, a news story that Eddie Vedder had read about a kid who went in and stood in front of his class, blew his fucking head off. Yes. At any point, did Eddie Vedder and by extension, Pearl Jam, ever think that all those fucking kids who saw that person blow his head off did not want to be reminded with a song that probably made the top 10 for like 10 years? Like every time one of those fuckers who are now adults hears Jeremy or Pearl Jam, they're going to think, oh, that's right, that's the time that motherfucker walked into my classroom and blew his fucking head off. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but do you think they would ever forget? Yeah, but, but they'd like to. At some point, they're going to go, oh, I don't need to think about it. Right. But now they're going to have two reminders because every company's fucking dog plays Jeremy. So, so anytime something bad happens, yeah. people should not be allowed to write songs about it. I, well, well, so if I, if I, if fortunately, I... if that were the case, we wouldn't have <laughs> I Don't Like Fucking Mondays. I'm saying Sunday, <clears throat> bloody Sunday. Yeah. The songs are written about bad things. But this is a fairly specific... Jeremy spoke, he walked in with yeah. boom. Like there's going to be, what, 30 kids in that class who yeah. saw that who are traumatised... Who now constantly every time they turn on the radio, I got Eddie Vedder, who's a and this is Pearl Jam and you do 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 and all that. I'd actually, that was no, that was yeah, that was yeah. it. It was just bad, but I don't well, know. So, I just right. so <clears throat> I wouldn't want to be reminded. So of it. so the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. Well, the needs of the me outweigh the needs of the many. Oh oh fuck! <laughs> I forgot you were one of those cunts in the class. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, and don't Sunday Bloody Sunday is a protest song. Let's not. I mean, this isn't. A but Bloody song. Sunday was an event. Yeah, but you know, they, they were the Irish, they, they, and they drink about it. They're happy. That's all I'm saying. I love the Irish people. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure. I'm just saying. Do I feel the deep potato? Tarty Trina tired. I'm just saying. I think it's fucking insensitive, and fuck it, better. Okay. All right. News. You have spoken in the past about a great one, many things. One Carlos Fresnadillos. Ah, yes. Highlander reboot. Yeah. I have some news. And because we have been off the air for a while, yep. some of this news may have changed. Some of this news may not be news anymore. <laughs> because we choose not to update it. Because <laughs> hey, we write it down at the time. Yep. At the time, 6.50am on the 21st <laughs> of May. This is the most important thing in my fucking world. <laughs> Script has been put together, apparently has been talked by Art Makem and Matt Holloway, who I neglected to actually write down why they are, <laughs> why I should give a shit that they're writing the script. Yeah. But that was a, a sub-note yep. to the dubious casting of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, is that, for, is that legit? Is that too legit to quit? It's, it's that, what I've heard. Is it, what does is, what is IMBD? IMDB, yeah. 
It is bang. Fucking there. IMDb hell. says yes. No. I was I was quietly I think if, if the listeners the listeners will remember, I was quietly optimistic about this movie. Yep. Now I'm not. That's now gone? Yeah. I mean I like Ryan Reynolds, don't get me wrong, but fuck off. Seriously? You know the problem with this movie now if Ryan Reynolds is in it, my wife's gonna want to see it. That's what makes this problem. The Highlander should be a movie that your wives do not want to see. Just be grateful then, in that case, that it's not fucking Paul, Paul a retard Rudd. <laughs> Paul Walker? Walker. <laughs> Paul, Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd's awesome. Paul Rudd's a nice I, guy. <laughs> I apologise, Mr Rudd. Paul Walker, the <laughs> fucking Nathan, Nathan, 60% of the time guaranteed to get things wrong 100% of the time. Yes, this is true. That's why I was excited about Matt Holloway and Art Makem. Yep. They were the screenwriters of Iron Man. Yes. It's got some pedigree, but it's got Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and nah. fuck Ryan Reynolds. Fuck he, Ryan Reynolds. He, now, because I am want to shoot off the calf and not get any of my facts right ever, yep. I'm going to check this before I oh, espouse my... Okay, because I, I, I absolutely... Yes, correct. He went, Green Lantern. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure... <laughs> I just wanted to make sure of shit. Yeah. Um, I'm also seeing here that he is in a Deadpool. Yeah, but that's not happening. Yeah. No? No. Okay. No, I mean, really. That's good, you not... got the inside track? Well, I just know. <laughs> I, ba- I, think, I think it's fair to our listeners that I reveal that I back up all of my opinions with conjecture and hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Excellent. <clears throat> all right. All right. So, that was, my, that was my first bit of news. So, you wanted to bring us down? I did. I wanted to start low. Yeah. Well, I, I because oh, don't worry, I've got worse. <laughs> I, as you know, I didn't bring my iPad around, so yeah. I all my collecting of news over the time has just basically fucking gone. So I've only got some new stuff. Yeah, news announced on Friday. HBO has announced that they're pulling last year's season finale of Game of Thrones from both the network disc retailers and video on demand outlets. You've heard about this, obviously. I have. The, I have. The, but please tell our readers. Well, listeners, our pro. <laughs> I'm reading. Fuck you. <laughs> we're back Basically, to the beginning, folks. We have no fucking idea what we're doing. <laughs> so, news. <laughs> in, the, in the words of Kevin Pollack, we're not ready. <laughs> the reason conservative critics are outraged this week that learning that George W. Bush's likeness was used as a victim's decapitated and impaled head in a scene. The, pr- the problem with this was is that no one ever knew and as they have said before, they use uh, reuse props all the time. And Game of Thrones, especially first season, was under a tight, tight, tight budget. Mm. Now they whacked a big fucking long haired wig on it. You, it's not even looking towards the camera. Yeah. And as the producers were doing doing the DVD commentary, they went, "Oh ha! By the way, that's George W. Bush's head. That's all it was. We're reusing, not some sort of political statement, yeah. whatever." HBO's official statement is that we're deeply dismayed and find it unacceptable, disrespectful, and in very bad taste. We've made this clear to the executive producers who have apologised immediately for this careless mistake. We condemn it in the strongest possible terms and have halted all future shipments of the DVDs, removed it from our digital platforms, and will edit the scene for all future airings on any distribution, domestic or international. Fucking glad I got my copy when I did. I've got to be honest, I'm going out tomorrow to buy a fucking copy of Game of Thrones yeah. Blu-ray because I, I don't have it. I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll wait for a massive big box set. You, you know what that statement tells me? The HBO softcocks. 18.7% owned by Gina Reinhardt. Oh, fucking unbelievable. It's, a, it's not... It's it's beyond. It's not egregious. It wasn't. No, it's it's not. It's bullshit. not. It was. It wasn't a political statement. No. It wasn't Obama. It wasn't. No. No. They're just fucking. Oh, I don't know. It's it's just shit. I mean, and you don't even see it. You don't. You you honestly. And I've seen the picture. Get, jump online, have a look at the picture. We'll see if we can pop it up on the website. Yeah. dot Um. Yeah. You don't even see it. It's looking the opposite direction. And yeah. I I I zoomed in. I looked. No. I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. These guys have just basically gone, oh, ha, ha, by the way, we reuse lots of props and we happen to have a George Bush head. And we went, oh, fuck it, let's put George Bush up there. Yeah. Put a wig on him. Uh, it, I mean, it's not like he... Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. HBO softcocks. All right. Some casting news and some, some movie update news mm-hmm. about a movie that we're kind of dubious... Oh, well, I was dubious about. Optimistically now ex- hopeful. Now I'm excited about. Yeah. Fury Road. So Mad Max 4, yep. effectively. There's been no... Nothing to say whether it's a reboot, a rehash. Casting. Yes. Tom Hardy. And as Max. And the exceedingly delectable and Michael Fassbender appreciating 
Charlize Theron. Un- she's unearthly beautiful. She is. Yeah. That's awesome. Tom Hardy. I did yeah, not know this. That's so, t- so Tom Hardy backing up his I'm the new fucking serious action guy. Fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Because Max Rokotansky, I was trying to remember his name, Rocket Rokotansky. That's uh, that is just fucking awesome. Yes, that's the best news I've heard yeah. all day. And Not filming in Australia anymore. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's too green. <laughs> We've had too much rain. It's too green. Uh, so yeah, so Charlize was happy because it's back in Africa. Yeah, so well, it's because she likes them. She, she's, she's a, a size queen. We she all know. Is. We, we all know this. Yeah, and apparently you can't go back. No, <laughs> she likes a man like she likes a coffee, strong and black. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's yes. that's like I've got nothing compared to that. That's fucking shit house. As we, in our, if if I can, perhaps we'll possibly even edit this to a later mm. part of the podcast. We, you introduced uh, a segment earlier, the fuck Michael Bay segment. Yes. Well, the good news is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been pushed yes. back. Yes. Even further, yes, which means can only mean bad things. Originally, it was 2013 December. It's now gone to May 2014. How soon is it going to be direct video to non non existent? Yeah, we can we can only hope. Yeah, plenty of script issues, problems, uh, film pre production in Vancouver. The stoppage, the, apparently staff is being let go. The stoppage is indefinite, so it's not going. Ahead. It's, it's not done. going ahead. Thank Christ. No. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, not no, but yes. yes. No. Yes. Fuck Michael Bay. Fuck Michael. This Bay. is a victory. For everybody. This this is a victory yep. for thirteen year old kids yep. in the nineties yep. who love these fucking guys mm-hmm. and don't want to see them raped and destroyed and by beaten. fucking Michael Bay. Interestingly, and I didn't know this, but a movie that I've been interested in and a movie that you've got a little bit of a hard on for, I'm interested in World War Z. Yes. You like G.I.J. retaliation. Yes, yeah, so this, <laughs> this is one of my, my stories. So. And, and, oh, and don't get me wrong, I'm be, I'm hard for the oh, idea no, of World War I, I didn't posi- I mean, didn't rock. suggest that. I know you've you've had a <laughs> yeah. bit of a fucking hard on for GI Joe, and that's fair enough. I mean, I cannot. I mean, I literally cannot wait for Expendables too. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be the greatest movie of all time. So they've been pushed pushed back as well into next year, early two thousand thirteen. Yeah, um, and particularly GI Joe mm. was due to come out. Like it was due to be out now. It was yeah, due yeah, to come yeah. out June seventh. So was and it? And it's been pushed back till now. Is the party line that they didn't want to compete with Dark Knight? I, that's what they've said, but they're also a, yeah, they they are doing some reshoots and re-editing and because it's Paramount like versus Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it would have gotten eaten. There's yeah. no there's no question. It made sense, but to get pushed back as far as it has. Yeah. On on World War Z. Yes. Now, have you read the book yet? Uh, no. Okay. The book is is told in stories. Yep. It's basically someone's cataloging survivors. Of the zombie wars. Oh, that's stories. okay. That sounds yeah. That sounds familiar. Yep. So, it's you know this story, then this story, then this story. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that's made successfully as a movie, mm-hmm. um, which I think possibly could be part of their problems. I've got a note here that there's like seven weeks of reshoots. Yep. That they're doing. They'd have I to think it could work it. as a TV series, dealing with a couple of stories or a story a week and link them together in a single narrative that way. Mm-hmm. Because we know that zombie works on TV. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a curious thing. I'm interested. I hope it goes well. I just not. I'm not sure that it will. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a it's an interesting premise written written by Max Brooks, who is Mel yes. Brooks's son. Um, with and I'm going to get her wrong, and I should be embarrassed. It's it's Anne Bancroft, I think. Anne Bancroft was his ex-wife. Oh, yes. sorry, he's a widower now. But anyway, yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited by the whole thing. I think yeah. it's pretty fucking impressive. I, it's certainly on my to to read list. I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Yeah. So is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which I've yes. just decided. Fuck it, I'm going to watch the movie because I saw yeah. the trailer the other day. Oh, it looks awesome. fucking awesome. Awesome in its badness, but I don't think it's cheesy bad. I just yeah, think it's it's, it's bad. just yeah, it's not trying to be. Yeah, because it's it's done by is it is it Timor Bank the same guy did Wanted yes Banker oh, I could never pronounce yes. his last name. Um, but he also did Nightwatch, which yes. I was a bit of a fan of. I, yes. I like that one. Did you have anything else? Or? I have I have a couple of little things. Sad news. One of my favourite movies, one of your favourite movies. Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Yeah. Who is the basis of Goodfellas, mm-hmm. has passed on at the yeah, age yeah. of uh, 69. Unfortunately the... not being, you know, tagged. By... <laughs> which, is, which is kind of disappointing because you almost wanted him to go that way. But, yeah, like, that's sad. That's sad. Oh. It's sad only because, you know, it's... Actually, well, let's not forget he was a 
dirty, rotten, fucking rat, criminal, nasty, fucking motherfucker. Oh, no, no doubt, but that's why we love him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, would you, would you honestly be sad if Tony Soprano copped it in the back of the head? I mean, it's only because The Sopranos would therefore finish as a TV show. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, look, true. A, a rat, a stinking rat motherfucker. I'm sure plenty of mafioso are raising champagne glasses yes. to that cunt's death. I, I, probably because I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it, we probably could have should have done some research as to the people he put away, if any of them are still alive. I don't think they are. No. I don't think, you know, but, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. Yep. Inevitable sequel news, Captain America 2. Yep. Potentially to be directed by the Russo brothers, of who are directors of a lot of community episodes. Oh, okay. Which could be... Uh, Arbed's going to make a... a... <laughs> I, would, yeah. I, would, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, and in cast... <laughs> Captain America and Arbed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and in other little casting news, uh, Sam Jackson in the Robocop reboot. Oh, oh and, sorry, not as no, Murphy, though. Not as Murphy, because no. uh, that's that guy that no one knows. Yep. Uh, but also... Because <laughs> we can't even remember who he is. <laughs> also, Gary Oldman oh, has been cast yeah. somewhere in... Finally saw Tinker Tailor Soldier Spot. What do you think? Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And I liked the original Edward Woodward as George Smiley and stuff, but yeah, no, it was good. Bit the problem with that movie, and this talk about completely fucking going tangential, but that's what we do. That that's, is. That's what we owe it to our listeners. Speaking of that movie, how fucking, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, how fucking obvious having Colin Firth as the bad guy. I mean, as soon as Colin Firth's name fucking appears on TV, it's like, ah, oh, he's going to be the bad guy. Anyway, mm. spoiler alert. <laughs> you might so want to put it's, in it's not like they put Stellan Skarsgård in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. Maybe I know you can go back and put in a you know, fast forward thirty seconds, seventeen. <laughs> but then, if you don't know Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, what the fuck have you been doing? Yeah. Have you finished with uh, news? Yes. Because I have, I have the news. Oh, bring I it. I have the news. Bring it. Not only that, I have our news theme song. Oh. <clears throat> It's more entertainment news than anything else, but the guy who swore he would never give you up nor let you down has announced he's coming to Australia for the first time in 23 years. Rick Astley is coming to Australia. Um, We've got to get an interview. Well, well, he's coming to Canberra. (laughs) Wednesday, 21st November, Canberra Theatre. I'm fucking there. I'm fucking there. That's all there is to it. I'm fucking there. I'm buying front row tickets. Oh, that's awesome. So, in case you don't know, um, never going to give you up whenever you need somebody, together forever, and then lots of other songs that I've never heard of before. <laughs> Cry for help, which I didn't mind, but I couldn't oh. believe it. I saw that today. I went, oh, my God. People are going to think they've been rickrolled. <laughs> I mean, I'm, put, I, I can, yeah. I'm definitely going oh. to this fucking thing. I'm yeah. definitely going. Yeah. And, and my worst 80s gear ever. Review. Yes. Two. We have two because we we've, 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 we've been away so long. Yeah, we owed it to you. Yeah, our dear our dear readers, listeners. We, we would double penetrate you. A couple Uh-oh. of pricks is double penetrating you with a couple. Oh of yeah, years. Men in Black Three is what I'm. Is what we're. Oh, one, yeah, is the yeah, first movie one. that we're reviewing. Yeah. This will be the the anal portion of the of the DP. Um, <laughs> I'm going to come, come in the back door. Yeah. All right. Directed by Barry Sonnefield. Starring Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, and James Brolin. This film starts with a jailbreak. Woody's future ex-wife, Nicole Scherringer. Of... Shirt singer. Shirt singer. Okay. <laughs> Nicole Scheiser film of Pussycat <laughs> Dolls Hotness and Not Much Else. Who cares? Goes to visit her boyfriend in jail. Boyfriend in question is Boris the Animal. And the jail is, of course, on the moon. Boris breaks out with help from a freaky little stick insect thing that lives in his palm and promises to make the world a not-so-happy place. Cut to Earth, and agents J and K, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, are in a very familiar pattern. Loudmouth J and grumpy, silent K. 
if you've seen any of the other two movies, and chances are you have, then this is par for the course. Tommy Lee Jones as Kay is, if possible, even a bit more quiet and grumpy and morose than normal. On a routine bust, Kay sees a particular alien delicacy, ones that he, one that he knows only one creature eats. When pressed by Jay, Kay gets a bit cagey and sends him home. We cut to the Men in Black headquarters, which is much the same as it, as it always have been. Little jokes on the monitors about which, which celebrities are actually aliens and those fucking annoying long-legged yep. creatures that just shit me. But we find out that our beloved chief from movies one and two, Z, the wonderful Rip Torn, mm. is no longer with us. He has... Uh, he has passed on. Is he still, died in real life? I don't know. I was about to ask that same question. Pretty <laughs> um, sure. I'm pretty sure he's still kicking. I think, I think he is. Maybe he hasn't. Oh, and, and has been replaced by O, a criminally underused and out of place Emma Thompson. There are some hints at some history there between her and Kay, but nothing that's really explored. Jay tries to do some research on what this thing is that, that Kay's hiding and finds that the information that he's looking for is classified, which comes as a bit of a shock to him because, you know, in typical Will Smith loudmouth fashion he's a goddamn man in black and shit <laughs> might not actually say that gets told by the boss to leave it alone goes home for the night comes back the next morning to find that Kay has disappeared not only has Kay disappeared he has been dead for 30 years we find out that Boris has gone back in time to kill Kay before he can put him in jail on the moon of course so Jay goes back in time to save Kay and put everything right so we go back to the 60s where we're met by a younger K, Josh Brolin, and together they attempt to save the future by restoring the past or something. It's been 10 years since Men in Black 2, which was a less than stellar follow-up to 1997's frankly quite awesome original Men in Black. Did we really need another Men in Black film? Will Smith obviously thought so. His recent cinematic outings haven't really set box office on fire since iRobot, so maybe he thought that going back to the series that made him a megastar, along with Bad Boys, would help reinvigorate his career. I note as a sidebar, I note with some concern, that my research on this has shown me that a sequel to, many, to Bad Boys and a sequel to iRobot are now in the works. This movie doesn't have a whole lot fresh going for it. Um, there are a number of things that are missed opportunities, particularly the relationship between K and a young O. That, I think, was something that could have really been explored more, could have been, could have been nice. What they didn't do, which I'm glad they didn't do, is a lot of the, you know, the wacky, oh, look, I'm back in time yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one bit that they did do, I thought was really quite badly and clumsily done. Yeah. Um, With you know, the, the 60s police, yeah. racism and stuff. Added nothing to the film. It just no. seemed to be a bit preachy on Will Smith's part. There are two standout performances and two standout things in this film. One is Josh Brolin. Mm -hmm. His Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is better than Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. It was just an absolute joy to watch. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. That was the reason I went to see the movie. Mm -hmm. I'd seen it in the previews and thought, this is just it's just fun and Michael Stuhlbarg's Griffin yeah Griffin is a, an alien that sees different timelines and possibilities and just has such a, a childlike wonder and joyousness about him that it's just impossible not to love him Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords channels his best overacting Tim Curry in a sh <laughs> as, as Boris the Animal uh, uh, Boris sorry just, just Boris just Boris <laughs> uh, Will Smith is exactly what you expect. Yep. There's been no no change or no growth growth there. Tommy Lee Jones isn't in the movie much, nope. but what he is is standard Tommy Lee Jones. Emma Thompson as well. She can do better than this. Yeah. There's there's no point it being her. Yeah, she's she's wasted. There is a, a little sort of wrap up, almost a coda at the end that sort of mm -hmm. tries to tie the the past and the and the present back together with a bit of history and backstory about J and K. It's a nice touch. Doesn't really add no. add anything. This isn't a bad movie. No, as such, it's just not really a movie that I think was necessary. Many black. It's not needed in you know in the twenty tens or whatever we're calling this wacky decade we're in. I just don't think it it has a real a real place. Mm. Uh, Men in Black still stands up really well. Men in Black Two we kind of forget about. It's an action film and it's a Will Smith film. You know exactly what you what you're getting coming into it. 
knowing that, you're not going to be disappointed, but you're not going to be blown away. Two stars from me. There's not a whole lot in that I disagree with. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, I mean, we know that he does movies for paychecks, uh, Man of the House, Batman Forever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not familiar with that <laughs> one. I know, I'm trying to think of the other one that he does that just shows that he fucking... Well, US money. Marshals. Yeah, US Marshals and stuff. I mean, because of cashing on the fugitive thing. Yeah. The problem with, with, um, with Tommy Lee Jones is for every movie he does, every Space Cowboys, he does a No Country for Old Men. Hmm. Or he does, and um, the name escapes me at the moment, where he, he's, he's with Charlize Theron in a movie. But anyway, um, he can really bring some, some seriousness to a, a movie, but at the same time... Well, he's, he's an awesome winning actor. Yeah, but he's, he's still, at the end of the day, he's just fucking Tommy Lee Jones. That's all hmm. he ever does. But uh, look, I agree that Emma Thompson's character is pretty fucking pretty ordinary. It, look, there's nothing. Here. Will Smith is Will Smith. I I like Will Smith. I've yet to see him put a foot wrong. Um, I thought Iron Legend was fairly fucking ordinary, only because of the terrible, terrible CGI with mm. the vampires. Everything else about Iron Legend was I thought was quite good. I would like to have seen him go a bit nuts. I mean, I've liked Will Smith since Six Degrees of Separation. Mm. I think he's just he just consistently brings something, and there's an energy they talk. I've I've heard people referred to as like you know the sun has just walked into the room. I think Will Smith has just walked into the, mm. you know he's around. The, there's that. So look, yeah, it wasn't the worst film. It's made me want to go back and watch the other two because I don't. I remember walking out of Men in Black thinking that was pretty shit, mm. and I remember nothing of Men in Black Two. Which one had Lara Flynn Boyle? That was two. That was two, was it? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't like the Men in Black movies at all, but this one made me think, oh, maybe I didn't hate them. So yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going two and a half stars for this one. Oh. And now the big one, folks, the one that we've uh... that goes in the vag. <laughs> this is in the pink. This is in rather the pink. than the stink. <clears throat> Prometheus, directed by Ridley Scott, written by John Spatz or Spates of nothing of anything of consequence, and Damien Lindhoff, co-creator of Lost. Had a budget of around 120, 130 million, shot entirely on 3D. So far, it's made 217 million, 217 and a half million, so it's, it's not bombing. Got a cast of Numi Rapace, Charlize Theron, Cy, Guy Pierce, Michael Fassbender, sadly, <laughs> Sans Cock. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure he had his cock with him, but we don't see it. And Idris Elba. <clears throat> so the plot we see scientists Shaw played by Rapace and Holloway, Marshall Green, discover cave drawings that they believe to be an invitation to another system in a different solar system. Or another planet, excuse me, in a different solar system. Scientists Shaw, Rapace and Holloway, Marshall Green, discover cave drawings in which they believe to be an invitation to another planet in a distant solar system. They are funded in their expedition by Wayland Corp in the science vessel Prometheus. Charlize Theron, playing Vickers, is the corporate entity with the obligatory ragtag crew of scientists and, well, other people. Michael Fassbender plays the uh, android David, a seemingly unassuming creature that supervises the crew in their hypersleep and more than somewhat fucking creepily, stares and spies on Shaw's dreams. We find out pretty quickly that there are competing agendas for this mission, with Shaw and Holloway wishing to understand our origins. Wayland, played by Guy Pearce, seeking eternal life, and Vickers, played by Charlize Theron, really wanting something to do apart from not knowing how to run to the left or to the right. After a fashion, we discover that all is not what it seems on planet LV-223, and things somewhat predictably go from bad to worse. It's been no secret that I've been jonesing for this film since I first heard that Ridley Scott was returning to this genre and to this universe. I managed through no small feat to dodge anything and everything about this film for nearly two weeks before I got a chance to see it, due to, well, the aforementioned scheduling conflicts. And I have to say, I was pretty fucking disappointed. I turned to the guys that I saw it with and said, that, that was, in equal parts, awesome and the shittest, and that's a word, movie I've ever seen. And they, they agreed. My biggest complaint about the film was that it didn't really know what it wanted to be when it grew up. Was it a thriller? Was it a sci-fi horror? Was it a philosophical look at the big questions? So in an effort to be everything to everyone, it wasn't anything to anyone. The original Alien was just superb. It was a taut thriller slash horror, and there's the double meaning of the word slash there, with awesome characters and actors that really brought to it a sense of being utterly fucking sick of one another and desperate to be anywhere but where they were. There's this great scene where in they're, they're doing a briefing, they're sort of discussing all what was going on. Um, I believe Kane's still in the sick bay with a face hugger attached to him. 
And we've got Yafet Koto, who was under instruction from Ridley Scott to interrupt and jump on Sigourney Weaver's lines constantly as she was delivering her lines. And the frustration of her trying to keep it together and stay in character was, was brought the realism that this film was lacking. And I realised that, and it was a gimmick, but it's the sort of thing that Ridley Scott's known for. He did similar sorts of things to um, Harrison Ford to... to to elicit, uh, like, he, he would throw surprises into the script yeah. to get something real, something genuine. Well, well if I can just jump in. The, the story that I'd always heard was Ian Hurt, where the chest burster, yeah. no one knew that that was no one, No one knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. They knew something was going to happen, and then that way that scream it is... Was, it was real terror. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we felt it. We yeah. felt it as an audience. And that's what I think this movie was, was really, really missing. Ridley can elicit these sorts of responses from his characters and therefore his audience. Hmm. And he, I think he missed it. This movie had none of that. The dialogue is clunky and unrealistic. The technology suffers from the Star Wars prequel syndrome of everything looking super pretty and wonderful. Yet only 30 years later, which was sort of an interesting parallel, maybe, I don't know, or just something, one of those things. Uh, I think it's like 28 years, hmm. to be honest. It's, it's shitty and backward, including the 56-year gap from Alien to Aliens, where you would think, marine technology like army mm. almost always leads research and development with these sorts of things and those little fucking floaty probe things would I mean aliens would be over in five minutes if they had those they'd throw them around up oh, there they are fuck stay away from there here we go the second biggest gripe I had with this movie was the score and I don't usually complain about something as reasonably trivial as that unless and when you've got a movie such as War Horse which we never got around to reviewing mm -hmm. which has such a spectacular score well, it's Williams, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, it's Spielberg films. Yeah, it's, of course, John Williams. Can't even believe I said that. I, I know for a fact it was John Williams. It was this bizarre, uplifting score at moments in this movie, especially when um, Rapace's character, Shaw, is talking to Ildris Elba's character, the, the Captain Janik. And they're talking essentially about, you know, blasting off and nuking a site from orbit. And you've got this strange, uplifting, constant surging music in the background. I found it really, really fucking distracting. I mean... There should have been silence. There should have been foreboding. I mean, to this day, I still get apprehensive when I watch Alien. And I know what's coming. Mm. I didn't even blink once at Prometheus. There was no jumps in Prometheus for me whatsoever. And as I said, in Alien, when, he, when um, Harry Dean Stanton is walking around the cargo hold and you can hear the drip, drip of the water and the chains. I mean, I'm fucking shitting my pants and I know what's going to happen. Mm. Finally, the unbelievable... Eric von Daniken-ness of this, or Dynakin-ness of this whole thing. I mean, we, we to assume that God are these engineers without drifting too much into spoiler territory. This, and, and the plot was pretty light on because you see all the plot in the trailer. Mm. Um, then, then it just turns into whatever. Did they cultivate us and work with us throughout our history, but we hitch one of them up on a cross and suddenly now we need to be wiped out as a fucking race? I mean, I thought... I thought, we, I mean, are we sure that they were going to wipe us out? We only have what David extrapolates from the maps that maybe he thinks that's what was going to happen. Who knows? I mean, it's pretty obvious that we're getting with the preserved head. I mean, it's over 2,000 years old. It starts to, I don't know, just for fuck's sake. Clearly, it's not a prequel. The ending, the changing of significant events, etc. I've heard the term sidequel being thrown about, which I think is a bit, yeah, naff. As a term? Yeah, <laughs> as about everything. To me, this movie didn't answer any questions, nor, in my opinion, does it raise any seriously. And my message is really, Ridley, if you fuck up Blade Runner like you fucked up this movie, I'm going to have to blog about it. I'm giving it two stars. If you liked Alien and Aliens, don't bother seeing it. However, if you liked Alien Resurrection and the Alien vs. Predator movies, well, then you're going to love this film. Frankly, what the fuck are you doing listening to the <laughs> podcast, if that's the case? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there were good bits... In this movie, yep, I was thought beautifully shot. Oh, I it was, should it was, have said that it was that stunning. Sequence, yes, that in in Iceland. Yes, that opening. I mean, beautifully yeah. shot. But sorry, I digress. Yeah. yeah, the performances of Fassbender and Idris Elba, mm -hmm. particularly, I thought were very, very good. Yep, Fassbender was just creepy. Yep, and it was fantastic. It was just really well done. The scenes in the beginning when it's just him puttering around the ship, mm -hmm. riding a bicycle and shooting basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and and modelling Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there were things that I thought, yeah, just weren't answered. Like that opening scene where the the guy drinks the thing and then mm. 
where was that? Was that on Earth? Was that on this planet thousands of years ago? It's, who, Ridley, Ridley has stated that it doesn't matter. Yeah. That it doesn't matter where it is. That it's that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the like the progenitors, progenitors, mm-hmm. progenitors. Yep. Yeah, but I agree with you. I thought, well, if that's Earth, then we need mm. to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So there, there's that. There's things that sort of got forgotten, mm-hmm. particularly like the last twenty minutes of the film, after. So with Numi Rapace after her surgery, you know, <laughs> one minute she's you know getting you know butt checked in the in the stomach yeah. and falling apart, the next she's sprinting, jumping, and land and like slamming into yeah. things in her on her abdomen, and then just getting up like it's yeah. like it's no things things like that. I think were just annoying, yeah. un- unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> Charlize Theron's inability to to not run in a straight <laughs> line. Zag. What the fuck? Was that was it? just the one of the dumbest movie deaths spoiler that I've ever. Yeah, I've ever. No, I'm shit. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. The questions that it that it asked, you didn't care about. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's the thing. It it did raise questions, but you don't care about the answer. No. Now I'm not as invested in Alien and Aliens as you are. I quite like them, but I'm not. You're yep. much more into them than I am, so I didn't have the same baggage. Yeah, yeah, I guess. that's good word. Yeah, coming into this, I think of all the movies we talked about in our most, in our most wanted films, mm-hmm. this is the this is the warning for films that don't live up to its oh, expectations. Yeah, yeah. If this had just come out and it's like, oh, by the way, I've got this film. Yeah, I think people would be enjoying it more. But the fact that it is part of such an iconic and beloved universe. Yeah. It's just not... But it had such great viral campaigning and building oh, you up know that what? Ted Ted the, 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 Ted the Ted video and the David video. Yeah, the two David videos are the two... The, oh. They were better than the film. Yes. Yeah, they, 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 were. Were, they were better than the film. And, and Numi Rapace, she's got some... Qual- like, mm. Well, actually, I've only ever seen her in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yeah. Swedish versions, but I think she had something. Yeah. I just think the script was fucking yeah. woeful. There, there was one moment after the, after the said mm. surgery where she was like pulling into the, into the suit. Yeah. I swore that it was fucking Ripley. Oh yeah. It just yeah. looked. It was like I, I had. Yeah. I had to look twice. Like, is that fuck? No, no. Okay. Yeah. So there was. Yeah, there was some of the stuff that the David was doing. Mm. I sure he was under his instructions from yep. from Wayland, but like, why? Oh, like, what point was there doing the stuff with the dude? Yeah. And then did he know that he was gonna fuck her? And yeah, I that, don't know. I mean, it's, yes, I think so. I mean, he did. You, you could you watch that whole scene, and you, you saw what was going on, and he was waiting for him to say, "I would do anything." Mm. And as soon as he did, he went, "Yeah, right there it is." I mean, what 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 was the point of the black goo? Like, did it yeah. rip you apart? What did it turn you into? What what happened with Le- was it Lifefield, Leftfield, the um, Sean Harris's character, yeah. the fucking oh not was it Sean Harris? Anyway, the fucking weirdo shaved head tattoo, the, the red Ra- Ra- spall, rape, rape yeah, yeah. spall. What what was the point? What did he, I mean? It obviously turned him superhuman. He was bent over like some sort of fucking strange spider creature. Yeah, the, I think something else that failed with this one, and that's every other horror movie, is it didn't make use of the dark. The whole movie was brilliantly lit, mm. and so you're like, oh well, at, at some point, yeah. And and probably my biggest gripe, and something I said, and people who do watch the movies, not giving anything away, you cannot generate mass out of nothing. So that final. Reveal mm. of the of the um, yeah it, you you just can't it, it it starts off this big and suddenly yeah. towards the end it's like you can't what what did it feed on what did it yeah I don't know it just yeah. I mean I don't need I, science fiction it's a reason there's a fiction bit to it but mm. the the science part of it has almost always got to be there to yeah. give you a little bit of you know yeah, otherwise it's just mm. too unrealistic it's yeah. like that's it. yeah yeah anyway. um, the scene that you're talking about. I think if there was ever a scene that was built to be an after after credits stinger, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, don't go into movie making with the the after credits. Oh, let's have a wink at the audience thing. Yeah, you know, like it's pretty clear. As a sidequel, I think does sort of work as a concept. It's mm. definitely not a prequel. I mean, no. there's far too many inconsistencies, and I could I was quite happy with that. As soon as it came out with LV two two six or LV two two three, yeah, I wrote it down. I went okay. That's not LV two LV four two six, which is the the place. So okay, obviously we've got something different. Yeah, it's just the yeah, a movie in the same universe. Yeah, and that's cool. Which is which I was is okay fine. with that. But yeah, no, I wasn't okay with Prometheus. I was no. fucking disappointed. Yeah. I really was. Yeah, I'll give this three because as I said, I'm not wasn't as 
invest, so I wasn't as disappointed. Mm. But yeah, there was it was yeah, what was good was really good. Yeah. But there was too much that wasn't. Yeah. That I think really let it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the little girl, when she's good she's very, very good, mm. but when it's bad it's shit out. Yeah. And that yeah, it was just had to ah, the fucking everyone's just Oh, I don't know. I don't, I did, to talk more about it would be to give it away, but yes. uh, maybe offline we can say that. Fucking, yeah. there were so many things I was disappointed with it. Yeah. You know, anyway, so be it. That's the movie review. Yeah. Something that is very near and dear to my heart, and I have constantly said it time and time again, those who know me know how much of a fucking hard-on I have for this game. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Yes, is finally getting the big screen treatment. Really? Paramount Pictures has apparently started talking about it. Originally it was Warner Brothers. So it sold 22 million units as a game. Mm -hmm. So they're expecting that uh, Ubisoft is expected to be very involved and retain control how the game is translated into film. But no deal yet. Look, I'm just hoping, like, fuck, that they do it. Because I think Splinter Cell, as a, as a movie, has fucking awesome... Oh, as a story, as an IP, it, it, has, yeah. it has legs. And, and, and I mean, it's a, in the world where we've got Bourne, and now we've got the new Bourne legacy, which I'm yep. excited about. Yes. But, yeah, so I think it'll work. It'll, an ageing spy brought out of retirement does some cool shit. Like it'll, and it's, the thing is, the game... I mean, you've played yeah. games. I mean, the game lends itself to a movie. The, the scenes where he's hiding in the shadows and suddenly you just see the three dots of the... I mean, it's just there. Yeah. It's just, if they don't fuck it up, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. It will be the new Iron Man. I'm yeah. going to throw it out there. If, if they yeah. don't fuck it up, yeah. but you've got to get someone who yeah. loves the but show. Video game movies are always a dubious oh, proposition. Yeah. But the big studios, and Ubisoft is one of the biggest, mm-hmm. and they've got, they've got some primo... They've got Splinter Cell. Yep. They've got... Assassin's Creed. Yep. They've got some some primo potential for mm-hmm. movies. They would understand that these things need to be done yep. right. And I mean, the fact that the Halo movie never eventuated yep. is because obviously someone thought it couldn't be done well enough. Mm. These mega franchises, these mega gaming franchises, are worth too much to go down the way of the Resident Evil or the Silent yeah. Hills yep. and just be a, a be a cash in. I completely agree with you. I think a Splinter Cell movie could be awesome. Mm-hmm. It just has to be really, really carefully done. Yep. Well, off the cuff though. Yes. Sam Fisher. Well, Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Well, the, the, the problem. The problem is he's so. From the game, his voice is so iconic. Yeah. But you could never have. Well, Michael Ironside. It's Michael Ironside. Yeah, could, yeah he he's, could never do it. Yeah. How, do you then try and copy the voice? Do you then try and get someone with a similarly yeah, look, gravi- the gravitasy? Because <laughs> his voice is what people associate of with course, Sam Fisher. Of course. Taking that step. And it's got to be Sam Fisher. It's not one of those franchises, not one of those properties where you could make it a different third echelon agent. Yeah, no. no chance. But, yeah. who Your, your pick? Um, I look to be honest. I've been, I was actually thinking about this the whole way over, and I just can't come up with anyone who's got the fucking stones to do it. Because it's got to be an older. Yeah, it's they've got to be. I mean, maybe someone. See, the problem is, is because he has to be older. So I, I mean, I immediately thought Jeremy Renner, and then I went, well, the only reason you thought that is because because of the legacy. Born. Yeah, it needs to be somebody who has at least some, at least in his forties. Yeah. And at least has some sort of age about him, but yes. can still move. And I just don't. So, so I just kind of think of it. So, what it can't be, it can't be Bruce Willis. No. Because that would just be awful. Well, yes, because Bruce Willis is awful. Can't be Tom Cruise? No. Because he's too much of that of the Mission, well, Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt, yeah. I don't know. Listeners, what do you think? Yeah, hit us up, please. Who, who would play Sam Fisher? Yeah. And th- well, this was actually a. When we first talked about getting this podcast up, yep. this is one of the things we wanted to 
we thought we might do as a segment, like who would be dream cast. Dream cast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this will be the first episode. I'll, you know, I'll find some bullshit theme music to <laughs> to throw in there. But yep. yeah, who is who would be Sam Fisher? Yep. In your cast. But yeah, I just I just can't think of an actor within that age range because if you have too young a person, then they do the stupid graying at the temples and the wrinkles. And yeah. So it looks fake. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. And see, the problem is actually the person that could do it so incredibly well would be Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you can't. of course you can't do that. Yeah, so actually, Daniel Craig would be wouldn't be too bad a choice at all. But of course he can't be because no. he's Bond. Well, fuck, that's now now my I'm a little bit you know mis, upset. My erection has gone down. <laughs> so yeah, so so mid to late forties with yeah. action credentials, yep. but not a full on action star mm. he's got to have some got to have some bulk to him yeah. he's got to be able he's got to be realistic Tom Hardy could do it yeah, but Tom I think he's well, possibly a bit young at the moment Tom Hardy, Hardy could do no wrong <laughs> what about a Gerard Butler or something like that yeah yeah, could, yeah that yeah. could provided he gets back into shape he's looking a bit pot belly back, back into not quite 300 land no but, but you know he's got to, he's got to go and yeah. do a few push ups maybe, maybe Gerard Butler he'd certainly bring an interesting voice to yes. it like if he had the slight foreign because I don't think he can ever really hide it. Certainly, he's, I mean, all he did is yell a lot in Sparta, but yes. he's still he's still a lot with his, you know, this this is Sparta, and he's like anyway. Trailers that have got me hard. Uh huh. Yeah. Django, yeah. uh, which was one of my most anticipated movies of the year, because yeah. it's you know Quentin Tarantino western and Christoph Waltz. Christ- you you had me at Quentin, <laughs> but it just the more yeah. you add, the the cooler this. Well, fucking Christoph thing Waltz gets. is like like Quentin is is that first sensation that you have when you you, you first enter and enter, enter a woman or a, or a man if that's how it was. Um, but but Christoph Waltz is the is the nibble on the ear. That's what that is. Nice. Um, look, I, what, this is from behind. <laughs> well, that's because behind you usually donkey punching. Oh. Yeah, no. Look, this is this is fucking super exciting. Like I hadn't um, I hadn't seen the trailer until recently, and so I just I, I always knew it was coming. I've always been excited by it, but mm. it was a little bit like Inglorious Bastards. I didn't watch the trailer. I just went and saw the movie. Yeah. I, I just knew it was going to be good. It was good, and so with this one. But then you didn't have a movie podcast then. No, I didn't. I didn't. I must admit. Um, but it was. It, well, it was in. It's it, this. The the podcast was in the ball sack of a couple of pricks swimming around blissfully. So yes. Yeah. Like it was a good. Uh, uh, that's a good trailer. Jamie Foxx. I like Jamie Foxx. He's yeah. solid. He brings it. Yep. But Leo really from that trailer and and potentially is really giving something. Oh, he's he's looking like he's having a fucking ball. Yeah. I mean, which you'd have to do on on the Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie. Interestingly. And is he going to spring it on us? No, Sam Jackson. There's going to be two for two. Uh, no, well, he was a voice in Bastards. Uh, okay. Does so, it, so was Harvey Keitel, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. But but then there was no Buscemi. He, 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 he seems got... to, he, he's, he's dropped Buscemi. Buscemi was there for a yeah, while. But he... Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... It's about slavery. There's a bunch of black people. Sam Jackson will be there. He's got yeah, he probably was there in the trailer, but they all kind of look alike. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then the, sp- the second half of the double feature... The, the Great Gatsby. Yeah. Um, now, I'm quite a fan of Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, I um, was until Australia. See, I didn't hate Australia. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like think it, it was particularly good. I think, I think it was just... Like Prometheus, it was a movie that didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, it was it was really two movies that weren't enough to mm. make to make it on their own. That yeah. kind of got mashed together. Is how it felt. Is how it felt to me. Romeo and Juliet is, or Romeo plus Juliet is, I think one of my my favorite films. I think it's just incredibly incredibly well made. Have yeah, I ever told you about Romeo and Juliet? No. I, went, I might. I'm sure I have this because it's one of the funniest things. I went and saw it with a friend of mine. And uh, or as you do, you know, and I'm a big Shakespeare buff, and I really enjoyed it. In the final scenes of Romeo and Juliet, um, she uh, 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 spoiler, um, <laughs> <laughs> she dies or appears to be dead, and then he swallows the poison, and then he dies. Then she wakes up, 
and, and kisses him mm. and hopes that there's a little bit of poison on her lip, his lips yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Well, in Romeo and Juliet, plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one, mm. you see that he's already swallowed the poison as she wakes up. So it's even more heartbreaking. They're looking at each other and it's just a great moment. Claire Danes, yeah. um, Leonardo DiCaprio, they're staring at each other. She's like, oh, there you are, you're here. And he's like, you're fucking alive, what's going on? Mm. And then she, she's in utter despair, picks up the gun and, and kills herself with it. It's, it's fucking traumatic. Yeah. So I turned to my friend as I walked out and I said, huh? Romeo and Juliet, that was, that was pretty fucking good, wasn't it? He went, yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. And he said, I said, the, I said, I thought they made the ending unnecessarily sad. And he goes, oh, I knew they died in the end. <laughs> Fuck. I, there's a, yeah. a, a guy I knew that saw it. You know who you are, motherfucker. <laughs> there's a, a guy that, that, uh, yeah, that I knew that, that saw it. said, he thought it was good, but it seemed a little bit too much West Side Story. <laughs> like your friend was gay who said this. Are you right? fucking? Ki- <laughs> you know what? Not at the time, but apparently. <laughs> uh, but no. uh, but yeah, I I like Baz as yeah. a filmmaker. I think I, visually he's very yeah, good. Um, and I think when he can restrain himself, mm. like that was that was my big worry about Australia, Australia mm. is that he wouldn't be able to rein himself in, mm. and it would be a Moulin Rouge. Like I love Moulin Rouge as well because yep. flaming, obviously, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love Moulin Rouge. I think Romeo and Juliet was a better film because okay. it was a bit more restrained. Yeah. I think Australia was nicely restrained yeah. and it showed his what he can do. It showed like visually it was a stunning mm. film. And, you know, if yeah. they put anyone else but Nicole Kidman in it, it might have been a good film. Yeah. Oh, it's but the scene where Hughes. Oh, with the boy. Yeah. Oh. I mean, fucking hell. Anyway, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, to turn a, we'll go into the bathroom and <laughs> masturbate. I know, turn a, turn a gay man, but, yeah. or just turn a straight a, man gay. Yeah. But yeah, look, I I actually quite liked Melon Rouge because yeah. it was it was something completely mm. un I'd never seen I had never seen anything remotely like yes. that before, and then for them to use modern yeah. music and stuff. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. It was yeah. over the top, you know. But but it, it was meant to be. Yeah, and and it, and it fit for that film. Yeah. Now Gatsby, I like I I may have read the book. Well, it was I pretty much high school reading at some yeah, point. So I probably did, but then I failed English a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> me fail English? That's <laughs> impossible. So it's possible I didn't really take that much of it in. Yeah. This has that same visual, mm. um, arresting visual style. Yeah. That that I think we like Baz for some of the CG. A lot of it seemed very very green screen and actually seemed a bit. Um, Sin City. That was yeah. That was what I was thinking. Watching yeah. that car drive. Yeah. I went, oh, that's Sin City. I've seen that yeah. before. Anyway, Ho- hopefully he gets you know Marvin jumps out. <laughs> but now this is this is a movie that I'm I'm interested in yep. because of Baz. So I think it'll be a good mm. a good film. But I don't think this will do well. Is, is, is my feeling? Mm. I think I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I don't have a lot of. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hope for its success. I wouldn't say that this movie has made like the trailer has made me hard, mm-hmm. but it is certainly it's certainly aroused. It's tickled my balls. Yes, it's it's given me a suggestion to say yeah. oh, I've been extremely sexual this this podcast. Have you noticed more so than usual? <laughs> which is which is saying something. I think the, I think the wife's going to be in for it when I get home. <laughs> um, anyway, stuck in the Nakatomi ballroom with you, and I suddenly <laughs> go home and punish the wife. But and this is probably a little bit of a guilty pleasure because I know how you feel about the summer blockbuster just on on general mm. principle. I'm kind of excited for the new Amazing Spider-Man. I wasn't, yeah. and then I saw the trailer, yeah, and went, "Oh fuck, they they might have this right. They yeah. might have got it, despite having Sally Field in it. They might yeah. actually have this right." Balanced out by Martin Sheen. Yeah, but he, oh, Martin Sheen. I love Martin Sheen. I yeah. love me some Martin Sheen. Yeah. I really do. I'm reminded because I'm rereading the comic series that he was in that abortion called Spawn, the, the Spawn movie. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. what are you going to do? It's, speaking of actors that go from awesome to yeah, shit. but back to awesome because yeah. then he did the West Wing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean uh, Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray, race, race, rice, founds or whatever his name is. Um, who is almost complete? Speaking of Shakespeare, is completely unfucking recognizable in Anonymous. If you get a chance to have a watch yeah. it, if you're vaguely interested, I mean, it's complete mm. poppycock and bullshit. Shakespeare, people, Shakespeare wrote his plays, accept it, move on. There's no proof otherwise, for fuck's sake. But anyway, that's the premise of Anonymous. Yes, that and didn't write it. Anything to do with Shakespeare 
Gwyneth Paltrow was never involved. No, 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 no. But it, it was good of Ben Affleck to put, chime in and say, try Romeo and Juliet. Mm. You know, just a love story or whatever it was. Mm. Um, Romeo and Ethel. Romeo and Ethel. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so be it. Like, I, yeah. I just... It was one of those ones I'm sneaking in because... To the best of my knowledge, you've still not seen Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Is None of them. Right? I've, no. I've seen because I've seen enough of Number One yep. in like having it in the background as a demo yep. reel and walk past it. I think I've picked up enough yep. of it. I know Number Two is meant to be really, really good, hmm. and Number Three not so much. Number Three is an abortion. So Number Three is the Prometheus of the series. <laughs> I did not like that movie, people. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I haven't seen any of the Tobey Maguire's, but I'm interested in this because of, you know, Andrew Garfield, I think, brings an interesting well, possibility to the character. Did you see the, his, the, the fan thing on YouTube? No? Where the, Ralph Garman's doing the... the uh, uh, good friend of the show, Ralph yeah. Garman, is doing the panel at uh, Comic-Con. And as he's introduced everybody, and then this, this person gets up in this Spider-Man outfit... And says, oh, excuse me, can, can I ask a question? And Ralph Garman says, well, no, we ask questions at the end. He goes, no, 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 this is really, really important. And people are like going, sit down, sit down, fuck you. And he, then he starts talking about what Spider-Man means to him and all mm-hmm. that, and then pulls off the mask, and it's Andrew Garfield. Place goes fucking burko, and he's reading, and he's like, I'm really sorry. And he's nervous as fuck. Mm. But he talks about what Spider-Man meant to him as, mm. a, as a kid. And I don't know, it's kind of a bit, yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. I mean, the fuck is an actor. I, yeah. I, I have trouble believing yeah. actors. but you, you know what I would love? I would love to be some like, kind, we've talked, some kind of got up and punched him down. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I mean, we've talked about being showrunners, yeah, in some time in the future, yeah, or movie makers or some yeah. having some sort of creative outlet. Well, I'm going to try it for the new Batman in the Justice League movie. Oh, nice! Yeah, I nice. think I've got it. I think I've got it. You got to do something different with different with the voice. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit high pitched. You know who I think would make a great Sam Fisher, Tim Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Pendulette. I had a dream he died the other night. Really? Fucking awful dream. How dare he die before he comes to Australia? I know. I want a big Comic Con reveal. I want to make something yeah, that yeah, yeah. fans go batshit for and for them no one to know anything about it mm. and then have some trailer at Comic Con and then when the big reveal happens, have the place go batshit. Yeah. That's you, gonna be my purple and that, That's you stand up basically and everyone goes, Oh, it's you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what if we come to Briggs? <laughs> Speaking of Comic-Con, yes. I posted on Facebook, Comic-Con episode four of Fans Hope. Yes, which I've, uh, You've got- I've I purchased. You purchased online? So I, I'll, uh, that should yeah. that's right. I also, watching. if you're interested, I also purchased Shane. Oh, yes, I am interested. So I am interested. Yeah, I'll have to get that one. Yes. Oh, I think the wife's very interested in that one too. <laughs> I was reading a little bit of a review from... From uh, from Empire, and she went, "Oh, I might, I might like that." I'm like, "Yeah, I bet you do, you saucy minx." <laughs> and then she put the ball gag on me, so yes, that's all I had to say. So <laughs> Wednesday wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't Wednesday. So so yeah, well that's um, episode seven. Episode seven in the Man. bag, yo. So and uh, once again, we'd like to to thank Gina Reinhardt for her yep. ongoing support of the art. Well, bless her. Yes, bless her. You know, but fuck her. Yeah. Well, would you? How has she got kids? She's like fucking Jabba the Hutt. Every time I see her on TV, I go, or don't or solo or something. Richest yeah. woman <laughs> in the world. Yeah, well, that'll do it. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Nathan, here's a check for $500 million. Now I'm going to fist your asshole. <laughs> Shit, you do it for less than $500 million. Were you trying to kid? Shut up. <laughs> is it? Here's a cheeseburger. <laughs> Motherfucker, here's a voucher. Here's <laughs> uh, 10% off your head. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I always told you, uh, a new release and a happy meal are not right. <laughs> anyway, episode seven. Episode seven. In we bag. will endeavour to be more timely. Regular. More regular. Uh, we're eating bran. Yeah. We're doing the right things. Pull, eat rope, pull it through. Yes. We probably won't be on next week because the Nakatomi Ballroom is in the middle of relocating. Yep. But we will, we shall see what we will see. We will see. And I think, is, do we tip that it's Rock of Ages is the next? Yes, Rock of Ages and Shame. And Shame. We'll look, awesome. go, for the, go for the other double. We'll double up. Yep. Please. We'll do the wobbly H this time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So... Feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Pricks at a couple of pricks.com. And of course, on our uh, Twitter handles, um, ACOP Woody, ACOP Nate, or on the website, www.acoupleofpricks.com. For another episode, 
I'm Nate. I'm Woody. And we're a couple of pricks. Do, 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 do.